What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Wednesday, January 4th. Um, first off, apologies for no episode on Tuesday. Um, this is the second time in the last three or four weeks that I've been sick. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Woke up Monday, was totally fine to the episode. Late Monday night, started to get a little symptoms of another cold. Tuesday was just basically out of it. Woke up this morning a little groggy, but I've been feeling better as the day has gone on. So I am able to come on here and record for you all. For today's episode, we're going to preview the game against the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday. That's a 10 o'clock start. Look at some practice notes, see if they made any line changes, go over some of the latest injury updates. And then I'll also get into why Kasperi Kapanen needs to get more ice time moving forward. So that's all coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Underscore Penguins. And, of course, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Thrawn, my black lab, was in here, but he decided to blind at the door, so he is out there probably squeaking another toy because that is how he likes to spend his Wednesday evening slash Wednesday afternoon. Let's just jump right into it. So, um, Penguins, they did practice in Las Vegas today at T-Mobile Arena. That is an arena I would love to visit. My, my bucket list is going to every arena. That is up there, though. You know, my girlfriend, you know, she's been talking with her friends about, like, doing a Vegas trip or something, and then couples would be coming. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I'm just going to get tickets to a Vegas game because that arena is state-of-the-art. It's gorgeous. I would love to go there to see a nice game. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, bringing this back to the Penguins, Marcus Pedersen was not on the ice today. It was just a maintenance day. Would expect him to play <clears throat> Excuse me, on Thursday in Las Vegas. Ryan Paling was on the ice, would expect him to go. Mike Sullivan didn't really have too much of an update, but um, I think he is going to play. Chris Tang is still not with the team right now. He's, you know, obviously dealing with the really sad loss of his father. You know, our, my, my thoughts and my prayers go out to him and his family during this tough time. He's also still a bit banged up. Tristan Jari was not there. He has actually been sent back to Pittsburgh to be reevaluated. So he will not play in the game on Thursday. He will also likely not play on Sunday against Arizona Coyotes. That means it is Casey DeSmith's net. For the time being, Dustin Tokarski from Wilkesbury, he has been called up to back up DeSmith. Earliest timeline for Jari, maybe Tuesday, but he's still being evaluated. So who knows? Right now, I guess it's safe to say that he's day-to-day. Remember, he pulled something during the winter class that looked like a leg injury. Tried to gut it out, but was obviously not healthy. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious. Though Jeff Petrie, he is with the team. He's continuing to skate, not having a full practice today, but it's good news that he is starting to skate. Um, remember, um, it's where we've basically, I believe the timeline for him to come back is either tomorrow or the earliest he can come back technically is tomorrow or that Sunday game. So he can be activated off LTIR basically any time now, but I think he has to have a few more practices first um, before he gets activated. But he is getting close to returning lines wise you know just kind of the same stuff which is a bit frustrating um to say the least um, also i will say josh archibald he is back in pittsburgh so he will not be playing um in this game either but for the lines gensel crosby rust zucker malkin raquel heinen carter kapanen paling with bluger and mcginn and drew o'connor has been rotating in um you know same old excuse me same old default lines 
you know, that's, I, I would like for them to change something up, but, you know, I think with the injuries they have right now, I think there's only so much they could do. I mean, yeah, you could scratch Carter, but, you know, where is Drew O'Connor going to be slotting in there? Um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's it's sad to say this. I think you're going to see these kinds of lines until some forwards come back, until Archibald is ready to play and all that stuff. So, you know, there's really only so much they can do with that. I don't know why Carter is back at center. I, I disagree with that decision. I would bump Luger up and move Carter to the wing because it's no secret that when Carter was moved to the wing those these last few games, he's played in some of his best hockey of the season. You know, in, in a game against New Jersey, had the goal. Wonder why he's on the wing. Even against um, <clears throat> the Bruins in the Winter Classic, I thought he was totally fine in that game. You know, he plays better on the wing at the at this stage of his career. So it's it's just annoying that he's now going back to center. He just doesn't have the capabilities to play center anymore, and it's it's annoying that Mike Sullivan doesn't see that. But um, this is a pretty good indication that Paling is going to be going. He is on the fourth line. With Bluegrim again, I like that fourth line, to be honest. You know, Paling, um, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's like the workhorse. I would say Bluegrim is probably the do-it-all player. But again, you know, he's rocking that 20% shooting percentage here in Paling. If he's good for those defensive zone shifts, if you will. I would move Raquel back up with Crosby. But, you know, I think Sullivan just wants to reunite that. The top line that was really good for them in the playoffs. You know, and as Daniel Shirey said, they haven't taken those line rushes, but those were the lines they were using um, in a five-on-five drill. Um, and as Danny said, Jeff Petrie was skating after practice. Uh, power play-wise, Ty Smith is still up on the top power play unit. I don't really understand why, you know, I think, I don't know. You know, Mike Sullivan's just really not changing a lot of things up forward-wise and power play-wise right now. I don't get it. You know, I don't think there were any defensive pairings in practice today. At least that's not what Danny Shirey um, was tweeting um, during practice. So we'll have to see what the pairings are tomorrow. Obviously, Chad Weedle is healthy and ready to go. So they do have at least seven healthy defensemen um, <clears throat> right now with Freeman being available and Ty Smith and Chad Weedle. And then some of the other guys, of course, the POJ, Brian Dumont, Yaruto, Marcus Pedersen. One of those guys is going to sit, if we're up to me, it, we, it would be Brian Dumoulin, but we all know Mike Sullivan's probably not going to do that. Top power play, Crosby, Gensel, Raquel, Malkin, um, and Ty Smith. So power play two, Carter, Jason, Zucker, Brian, Russ, Kasperi, Captain, and P.O. Joseph. Again, if, if I were Mike Sullivan, I would move P.O.J. up to play with Ty Smith. Uh, I would move P.O.J. up to play with the big guns. I think he's the better quarterback right now. I just also think it's too soon to have Ty Smith be thrown to the wolves in that capacity. The power play has been really bad these last couple of games, and I'm not saying it's Smith's fault. Don't get me wrong. He's been okay, but, you know, I think it's better to go with, you know, more of the um, established veteran, if you will. And it's funny to say that because POJ is not that much of an established veteran, but he's more of a veteran um, than Ty is. And I think he's done a little bit better at moving the puck um, around the, in the offensive zone on the power play, especially on with the second unit. You know, they've scored a few goals over these last couple of weeks where, you know, he's been the main reason why those goals have been scored. So, I would do it. I know Mike Sullivan did it once during the second period of the game against the Devils last Friday. I don't know why he's deciding to just keep the status quo there. Um, it's a bold strategy, Cotton, and you know we'll have to see how it plays out. Defensively, again, don't really know what the pairings are going to be. Um, we'll have to see what Sullivan decides to do. You know, if, I, if we're up to me, I maybe do something like Pedersen, Ruta, 
and maybe do POJ with Chad Ruedel and then Ty Smith with Mark Freeman, maybe. Um, and then Scratch Doolin just because he's been a train wreck um, for these last several weeks, probably the entire season, to be honest. Yeah, that's something that I would maybe look into doing, but more than likely you're probably going to see, I don't know, Patterson, Ruda, Dumoulin, Ruedel or something like that. And then, um, you know, maybe Freeman is the healthy scratch and they just do Ty Smith with POJ or something. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's, they have options. I'm just spitballing out here about, you know, what I think Sullivan might do and what I think I um, would do if I had the choice. But that wraps up this first segment. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to preview the game against Vegas, look at how the Knights have been playing this year, catch up with them, and, you know, give some keys for how the Penguins can win this game. But before I get to that, BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to the World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those up online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You go to head to the website today or to use your phone to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show, Twitter at LRSL Penguins. And of course, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, the Knights, 26-12-2 and 12 and two this year, 54 points, good for first place in the Pacific Division. Um, <clears throat> they are four points up on the Los Angeles Kings, who are at 50 points the Vegas Golden Knights, have also won two straight in six of their last 10 games. And because it's the Penguins' luck, it looks like Jack Eichel is going to be returning um, tomorrow. He is, has been on IR, but he's been practicing, and it looks like he's going to come off IR for this game. Their lines right now, uh, Chandler Stevenson is starting that first line with Mark Stone and Mike Amadio. Riley Smith with William Carlson and Phil Kessel. Nicholas Waugh with Will William Carrier and Keegan Kolsar. Uh, and then their fourth line has just a bunch of names. I don't even know who they are. I, I've never even heard of these three players. I think they're just call-ups from their AHL team. But outside of Eichel, you know, this team has been decently banged up this year. I mean, Brett Howden's on IR. Obviously, Nolan Patrick is on IR. Jonathan Marcheseau is also hurt. Zach Whitecloud is hurt. Shea Theodore is day-to-day. I don't really know if he's going to be playing in this game. So you go down to their defensive pairings. Nicholas Higgs with Alex Petrangelo. Braden McNabb with um, uh, Kanan Korchak. And then Ben Hutton with Braden Paco. So a lot of unknown names in this lineup for the Golden Knights. They've, they've been pretty banged up, but that hasn't really mattered. This, this is still a team that's playing very good hockey. A team that is looking like a playoff lock right now after missing last year. Bruce Cassie has done a very solid job. Uh, with this team and these two teams played earlier in the season was a very fun game. Remember, you know, the Penguins, um, you know, they, they came back and won that game uh four three. Remember, it was two two um heading in, into the um I was about to say, yeah, yeah, two two heading into the third period. Vegas actually scored to take the lead. The Penguins were able to tie it and then get the game winner to make it four three. I love the Penguins. Um, they didn't play that well in the first period, but then they took it to the Knights in those final two periods. It was a masterclass of the final 40 minutes for the Penguins at 5v5. They absolutely crushed them. If I can I can try to find those stats on a natural stat for that game for you all. But, you know, this is a game, you know, the Penguins, they, they play well against the Knights um, these, these last couple of seasons. They've actually won seven consecutive games against Western Conference opponents as well. They're nine and five versus the West. This season, going back to last season, the last time they played in Vegas, remember they had that um, 
They had the three-goal comeback. That was when they were down 3-0 after the first period. They tied up 3-3 in the second, and the Penguins were, um, they were able to win that game. I believe the final was 5-3, if I recall correctly. Um, I think it was one of their best games of the season. That's when I think Robin Leonard was in there. And the Knights were still in, in playoff contention at that point. But I will say that was one of the finest games of the Penguin season last year. They, they took it to Vegas after they went down um, 3-0. And yeah, looking at the stats at, at National Stat Trick for the last game these two teams played, Penguins controlled 60% of the shot attempts at 5v5. Also had 66% of the scoring chances. 15 high danger chances for, 5 high danger chances against. And they also had 62% of the expected goals for. That is a total butt kicking for the Penguins that they had against the Knights, for, especially in those last um, 40 minutes. So the Penguins can play with this team. I know they're a bit more banged up heading into this game. Funny enough that I think about it, the Pals was the first game that I was here in Pittsburgh for when I moved up here. But you know, I think it's still going to be a much of a taller task for the Penguins to win this game, just just because you know that you know it's it's at Vegas um, this time, which you know that just that that makes things that makes things um, a bit tougher. That's usually one of the, the, the tougher arenas to win a game. And, but, you know, Eichel's been superb this year. Um, just going back to make sure I have all this. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mark Stone, he's having a renaissance type year. William Carlson, you know what you're going to get with him. Riley Smith, also good. Chandler Stevenson, he's developed into a really solid first-line center since being acquired by Vegas. This is usually a very deep team. Um, and they, they come at you with in waves. That's, that's what a Bruce Cassidy team does. For the Penguins, you know, it's just it all comes down to simplifying some things. They need to play better with leads. I know I've been saying that a lot these last couple of weeks, but they have just been so bad defending leads. You cannot try to, def- you know, hold a one-goal lead against some of these better teams' lead because they can strike back in the blink of an eye. You saw it happen against the Bruins on Monday. You saw it happen twice against the Hurricanes over the last couple of weeks. It's just it's not going to work. Penguins need to be more aggressive in getting more goals on the score sheet. Casey Smith, he's going to have to um, turn in, I think, one of his better games because Tristan Jari, he played very well in that first matchup when he was shutting the door late in the third period. I thought the Penguins did a really nice job of defending that lead, but you know, Tristan also had to make some strong saves for them in the final couple minutes. So to Smith, he's going to have to be on his A game if the Penguins want to win this one. Um, you know, <clears throat> I want to see something more from Jake Ensel. He's gone too quiet lately. And again, I touched on this on my Friday episode last week. It's it's time for him to get going. It's unacceptable that this level of production is accepted by some people in the Penguins fan base. It is not okay for someone that's making $6 million per per year to not have a five-on-five goal in the last five to six weeks. He is not doing nearly enough right now, and it needs to change in a big way. Because usually, you know, think about it, right? You know, even when the team has been struggling a lot of times over the years, like Jake has been here. Who's been the one to really, you know, bring them out of it? Or at least one of the players that really has brought them out of it. It's Jake. He's there for usually a big-time goal. Gets them a win when maybe they don't deserve it. That needs to be him in this game on Thursday. I don't think he's lost his confidence or anything, but I do think that um, something is not right with him, and it needs to change in a big way. It'd also be nice to see Crosby get back on the score sheet the last couple of games. Hasn't been his normal self. Usually when I say that, he turns he turns in one of his best games of the season. We'll see if that changes. And also I'll say that for Evgeny Malkin. I think the last couple of games hasn't been his true self either going back to the game against New Jersey and the one in Boston. is just kind of been gliding 
um, around the ice. His defensive work hasn't been up to par as well. I know it's not his defensive game is not always the best, but still, you know, it's a lot worse than it usually is, is the point I'm trying to make. So I think he's due also for a really big game. Um, <clears throat> Ricardo Kell's been a bit quiet as of late. What I'm basically trying to say is I think the Penguins' top players need to play like their top players. Will be nice to get a goal from the bottom six because Barry Kaplan's been doing a lot. Lately, I'm going to get into that in my final segment. But, you know, that that's what I'm really looking for for the Penguins in terms um, of, of winning this game against one of the top teams um, in the league. And the Penguins, going back to last season, they've actually won, again, two of their last, at least two of their last three. I'm against the Knights, and we'll try to make it three out of four. Um, excuse me. In this one. So that wraps up this small little preview um, for the game against the Golden Knights. It's going to be a fun one to watch. It's a it's a late one, 10 o'clock start time. So if you need to drink some coffee, do it. You know, I have off my full-time job on Friday, so I have no problem staying up until about 1230, 1245 for that one. So that wraps up this preview. Coming up in the final segment, we are going to get into Kasperi Kapian and why Mike Sullivan needs to start playing him a lot more. So look for that coming up right after these messages. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at Elmerstore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So I actually stumbled upon a few stats um, the other day um, when it comes to Kasperi Kapanen. When it comes to total points per 60 this season, Kasperi Kapanen is 25th in the league with a 2.57 points per 60 at all situations. You want to know who that's higher than? <clears throat> Cole Caulfield, Elias Lindholm, David Pasternak, Nathan McKinnon, Johnny Goodrell. I didn't realize that until I saw it. He's been dynamite these last couple of weeks. And you go to find some more stats. Um, Kasperi Kapanen with Jeff Carter versus Kasperi Kapanen without Jeff Carter. So, Let's start with Jeff Carter. 25 games played, they play together. 177 minutes at five on five. They only have 43% of the shot attempts. Now, if you take Carter out of the equation and it's just capping with anyone else, that's happened in 28 games, 102 minutes. Captain went on the ice with other teammates, has 56% of the shot attempts. So, you know, he, I think, just needs a big change at center. He needs more minutes. His production has been really good these last couple of weeks and he needs to be put with other players who, you know, are having decent seasons. Again, I don't know why uh, Sullivan is insistent on using this Carter Kapanen duo. It does not work. I can even go a step further without Kasperi Kapanen on his line. Jeff Carter has, when he's on the ice, the Penguins only have 41.2% of the shot attempts. The common denominator is big Jeff. He's not doing enough. He's been bad this year. When he is on the ice with Carter, that line gets caved in. It's been a black hole all season. I've got to think Ron Hextall and Brian Burke <clears throat> have noticed that. I mean, you know, it's we have about, what, 60 days until the trade deadline, and I know not a lot of teams are making moves right now, but I definitely think he has that circled on his to-do list of, you know, getting a better center for that third line or just getting someone to help out um, for that third line, whether it's a center. Um, or a winger, but you know, Kapanen needs to play more. And an example, you know, comes on Monday, and I talked about it on my Monday episode. You know, he scores that goal, and he's been playing well these last few weeks. 
why are you deciding to put him on the bench for a lot for the re- a lot of the rest of the game? It just doesn't make any sense for me. He barely took any shifts in the third period. I think Sullivan is just too insistent on trusting his guys, um, in quotation marks, and he just he's been resistant to changing that. You know, Kapanen's been solid defensively this season. He's also been giving you a lot in the offensive zone. I really noticed his speed a lot more these last few weeks. You know, it's I think it's been one of the best stretches of uh, hockey that he's played for as long as he's been a member um, of the Penguins. Now, will this keep up? I don't know, but, you know, but right now he's playing well and he needs to be rewarded as such. The fact that he's 25th in the league in terms of 2.57 points per 60 percentage, and that's actually tied for 24th, I should say, with Jack Eichel and just behind Austin Matthews and William Nylander, that is very, very good. You know, and Sullivan... You know, as what as one of my buddies said, you know, he's moved Dumlin down the lineup and he's under 20 minutes a night, even with crippling injuries. You know, he ended up moving Carter to the wing, but still getting minutes. But Kapanen, who has been playing some of his finest hockey, he's getting less than 10 minutes a night. I just don't understand what's been going on there. I understand, you know, that relationship is a bit weird at times, just because, you know, Sullivan has said numerous times that he feels like he's failed Kapanen as a coach and all that. But, you know, I think you're kind of failing him right now you know, now that I think about it, by just not playing him more minutes, you know, he needs to get minutes away from Carter, you know, maybe put him with Teddy Luger. I'm not saying to put him with Malkin and Zucker or something like that, but what I am saying is, you know, just take him away from Carter, maybe do a Heinen, Bluger, Kapanen third line, move Carter down to the wing on the fourth line or something like that, because, you know, at least that third line gives you the hope that, um, it can score more offensively, and it's not just a black hole. You know, just leaving those two as a duo, Carter and Kapanen, you're setting yourself up to fail. So that's what I really wanted to discuss in this segment because, you know, he's been really good lately, and I don't think enough people are talking about it. The numbers have been very solid for him, and, you know, maybe he gets more uh, power play two time um, as well. But that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening to this one. I will have another episode for you all on Thursday, whether it's a game recap for the game against Vegas or another episode um, or any some other topics. Uh, and then for Friday, if it's not a recap for the Thursday one, um, that will be the game recap for the Vegas game. And then we'll preview the game on Sunday um, against the Arizona Coyotes out in the desert. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I'll talk with you all on Thursday.